0: Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, SiriusXM XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Taking Stock.
1: I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. The payroll pop, that's what they're calling it over at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, enough to relieve Fed policy that the economy is not losing steam as that May number may have suggested, but not enough to eliminate worries about global downside risk, Pim.
2: Yes, and non-farm payrolls rising by a seasonally adjusted 287,000 in June. That's the strongest month of hiring since last October. Right now, let's go to Charlie Pellet in the Bloomberg newsroom for a Bloomberg business flat.
0: And uh, thank you, Pim. Thank you, Kathleen. All about jobs. Our coverage continues right here on Taking Stock. But markets responding best level of the day right now. The Dow at 18,000. 149. It's up 253 points now. A gain of 1.4%. S&P 500 index up 31. A gain also of one and a half percent. Nasdaq up 77 points. A gain there of 1.6%. The ten-year up 5.32. The yield 1.36%. As you guys mentioned, the Labor Department said employers added 287,000 jobs, far more than the economists surveyed by Bloomberg were expecting. The jobless rate rose to 4. Nine percent As more people entered the labor force, wages did advance less than projected. Bill Gross is fund manager at Janus Capital. He says June's strong job report probably won't change the Federal Reserve's decision on when to raise interest rates.
3: You know, they still have Brexit uh, to, to look into the uh, eyes. So the whites of the Brexit's eyes, I guess, they have problems uh, with Italian banks or the Fed doesn't. But the, uh, the ECB and the EU do. Uh, the problems with the U.K., Property uh, mutual funds. Uh, you know, there's a, a, a sense of illiquidity in markets, and, and the Fed, of course, is is very obsessed and concerned with markets.
0: And right now, markets are with the Dow Industrials up two sixty, a gain of one and a half percent. Gold down by a $1 dollar to thirteen sixty one, a drop there of point one percent. Crude oil holding above forty five dollars a barrel, up twenty one cents now, forty five thirty six on West Texas Intermediate, a gain of point five percent. 232 on Wall Street. Now let's take a look at other news from around the world.
4: Thank you, Charlie. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. One of the suspected gunmen in an ambush that left five Dallas police officers dead has been identified as 25-year-old Micah Xavier Johnson. That's according to reporting in multiple media outlets. Johnson reportedly served in the Army Reserve as a carpentry and masonry specialist. He was killed by an explosive strapped to a police robot after hours of negotiating with police. Three other suspects are being detained by police. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is calling the attack on Dallas police calculated. He told ABC News people should be on the lookout for potential copycats.
3: People need to be on guard for potential attacks in other places and, and maybe here. So I think we're definitely on a, on a higher alert here and around the state.
4: President Obama is in Poland where he commented on the shootings.
3: What we do know is that there has been a vicious calculated and despicable attack on law enforcement. Police in Dallas were on duty during, doing their jobs, keeping people safe during peaceful protests.
4: Mr. Obama also called last night a wrenching reminder of the sacrifices law enforcement officers sometimes have to make. Five officers were killed and seven others were wounded. A judge in the George Washington Bridge Lane closing case has ruled against providing access to Governor Christie's cell phone as part of pre pretrial preparation. The U.S. District Judge granted a motion by the law firm representing Christie's office to quash a subpoena by former allies Bill Broney and Bridget Kelly, Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Ramey Innocencio. Charlie.
0: And we thank you. And again, recapping Dow Industrials up 261 points, a gain of 1.5%. S&P 500 index advancing 32 points, a gain there of 1.5%. I'm Charlie Pellett, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pin Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio.
2: A tightening job market. It's put upward pressure on wage growth as employers compete for an ever smaller pool of available workers. Average hourly earnings for private sector workers rose by a modest two cents, two cents in June to twenty one twenty five dollars and sixty one cents. That is of about two and a half percent compared to a year Earlier, but wages were up two and a half percent compared, uh, matching the fastest annual growth rate since July 2009. Here to tell us what this means for markets and the economy, Ethan Harris, head of global economics, Bank of America. Merrill Lynch. Ethan Harris, thanks for being with us. So, uh, give us your impression of the uh, the wage uh, growth and what that would mean for GDP growth in the United States.
3: Well, I think what we're seeing now is the beginnings of the end of the job recovery. In other words, the beginning of a period where workers get a little bit of negotiating power, wages start picking up a bit. Um, You know, we've been stuck at 2% wage growth for years now. Now we've moved up to about 25 I think it's going to take a couple more years of healthy jobs to get into more normal 3.5% or so uh, wage uh, gains. But, you know, I think we're finally there at that late stage of the cycle where workers uh, get a, get a, in a more balanced uh, relationship with their employers. Um, this is good news for the economy. Um, it's telling you that there's been a real healing process here. It's taken a long time. But, um, you know, Fed policy is working. It's just working very slowly. So
1: basically, um, jo- uh, Ethan, when you look at the, the trajectory of, of jobs growth, it was stronger at the end of – 2015 by a good margin, and that's why the Fed, one of the reasons why they came in looking to hike rates four times this year, um, by March there was all the market uncertainty, right, and they, they cut back, but the the pace of job growth has also lost momentum. This mm-hmm. was not a particularly strong, it wasn't such a weak quarter for jobs growth, but it's one of the least strong we've had in some time. How are you sure that there isn't a, a loss of momentum here that is going to be vulnerable to, as you point out in your, your note today, global downside risk. You say the Fed's going to be watching that.
3: Well, I think if you look at broadly at the data in the last uh, few months, actually there's been a slight pickup overall. So the, I, you, I think you're right that uh, payrolls have slowed down fundamentally. I mean, they're now running at about 150000 a month on average, and they were running at well above 200. So there's been some loss of momentum there. I don't think that that was sustainable, um, to be creating that number of jobs in an economy growing 2%. Uh, but if you look at the rest of the economy, you look at uh, better retail sales, uh, better uh, survey measures like the Purchasing Manager Survey, um, overall GDP in the second quarter looks like about 2.6% growth. So, you know, there's a little bit of improvement going on in the underlying data, even with uh, the the labor market slowing down a bit.
2: All right, so improvement there, but uh, tell us about the, uh, the manufacturing sector and inventory bills because it seems as though the manufacturing sector has been moving in a different direction than the service economy.
3: Yeah, I mean we're still feeling the effects. I think of the strengthening of the dollar last year. Um, I mean, this is a tough environment for manufacturing. You had very sharp move up in the dollar, making U.S. products less competitive globally. It was also an environment where you had a collapse in the mining sector, which uses a lot of manufactured products. So, the the, mine, the manufacturing sector is kind of in a very slow motion recession. The rest of the economy is doing fine though. And remember. Manufacturing is only a little over ten percent of the economy, so it doesn't normally drive the economy. Even though it can be quite uh, volatile.
1: Ethan, uh, speaking of the Federal Reserve, uh, the, there's, <laughs> the markets still don't see a rate hike the rest of this year, and you get out to September uh, of 2017 on our our WIRP page on, on the Bloomberg and there's still not an implied probability that gets to 50%. Is the market wrong or it, are we in some kind of, uh, stasis where yeah, jobs are growing and maybe wages will rise a little bit more, but inflation's not going to rise much and the Fed's going to look every month and mm. say, dang, we'd like to move rates up, <laughs> but we don't, we can't or we don't need to.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe you need to rename that the RIP, because it seems like the Fed is dead. Here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm but, <laughs> uh, All right, pretty good joke there, right? Um, but uh, I, I would say that the market is slightly um, underpricing the Fed. I mean, we think the Fed by December will be ready to do another hike. Um, so, you know, they'll move. Well, that sounds like a big difference from the markets, but it's not that big a difference. What's going on right now with the Fed is that they – Want to be able to check all the boxes before they move. They want to be able to say the job market's okay, the economy's okay, inflation is picking up a bit, and they want to be able to say there's no systemic problems in the global economy or markets. When they feel comfortable with all three of those things, then they move ahead and hike interest rates. And that's why I don't think they're likely to hike in the next few months, because they really wanted some time to kind of get get these wounds behind us. Um, but I do think eventually they'll hike again. The bond market, I think, you know, is a, a little too optimistic about the Fed being completely out of the picture.
1: All right, Ethan Harris, thank you so very much for joining us today. Head of B of A Merrill Lynch Global Economics. Ethan says the economy, this is a good news report. Today in jobs, solid footing, moving ahead, a little bit better wages. And he's looking for that interest rate increase from the Federal Reserve in December. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg.
2: The Hamptons Commuter Minute is brought to you by Land Rover. When towers seem like trees and roads become rivers, the Range Rover Evoque is there to guide you through the twists and turns of the urban jungle. Visit your tri-state area Land Rover retailer for special offers, Land Rover above and beyond.